Hi everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast today, the If Nothing Else podcast. This episode, we're talking about towers, and that might seem random, but we're going to talk about the Tower of Babel versus Proverbs 18.10, which says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and we're protected. So we're going to talk about the different towers that we have in our lives and how much better the name of the Lord is, that he is so much stronger, that there is power in his name, that there is power when we as believers are united under his name. There is so much power in that and everything on earth that we are using to build our tower, it is fleeting and it will soon be forgotten. It's only temporary. So this will be an encouraging message um, to you to lean on the Lord, to lean on his power and to lean into his name, because that is what protects us. That's what satisfies us. And that's what brings us provisions um, and brings us joy. Okay, let's jump right in. So this might seem very random that we're talking about towers. And honestly, when the Lord was teaching this to me, I was sitting there like, what is going on? Like, this is so random, but he was teaching me about this. Um, one day I had a prayer set at my church and I was just sitting there and he was like showing me the difference between, um, like the tower of Babel and a different tower that is focused on the Lord. He was showing me the differences between the two, um, like the different consequences of the two, the different, um, what they glorify, what they mean. And so this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about towers, Um, We're going to compare the two, and we're going to jump into some scripture. So we're going to start with the Tower of Babel. Um, This is in Genesis 11, 1 through 9. I'm going to read all of it, and then I'll highlight a few things from it. So verse 1, it says, The whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. As people migrated from the east, they found a valley in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come Let's make oven-fired bricks. They used brick for stone and asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let's make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered throughout the earth. Then the Lord came down to look over the city and the tower that the humans were building. The Lord said, if they had begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down there and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the earth and they stopped building the city. Therefore, therefore, it's called Babylon. For there, the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the earth. So I'm going to highlight a few things from these verses. The first one is that they all have the same language and the same vocabulary. So I love this because it's consistent with um, the idea that everyone has come from Adam and Eve. So if everyone came from these two humans and they had to have the same language because they all came from the same person. Um, So this is consistent with the beginning of Genesis because at this point, everyone had the same language and vocabulary. But it's after this incident, the Tower of Babel, when their language was confused and they were scattered. So it also says that all these people have migrated from the east. They found a valley and they settled there. So 
many people traveled together and settled in the same place, so keep that in mind. Um, also, they used brick and asphalt to build um, this tower. It says, let's build a city for ourselves and a tower with its top in the sky. So a very tall tower. Some versions even, instead of using sky, they say the heavens. And then they, it says that they want to make a name for themselves so that they won't be scattered throughout the earth. Um, and the Lord sees what they're doing, says that if they're able to do this with one language, then nothing will be impossible for them. So he scattered them throughout the earth and confused their language. Um, and then this area is now called Babylon, which means confusion. So why were they building this tower? It says that they wanted to make a name for themselves Says they were building it high in the sky or to touch the heavens, and they wanted to be united so that they could be powerful, so they wouldn't be scattered. So those are the reasons why they were building this tower that is known from reading Genesis 11. But there are a few problems. The first problem is that they did not trust God. So after the flood, God told Noah and his sons that he would never flood the earth again. Genesis 9:11 says. I establish my covenant with you that never again will every creature be wiped out by floodwaters. There will never again be a flood to destroy the earth. So he's telling Noah and his sons these things that he will never flood the earth again. Yet we see in Genesis 11, two verses later, that they are building a tower that reaches the sky, that reaches heaven, a tall tower. So could it be possible that they were building this tall tower to survive another flood that had just happened. It doesn't specifically say this, but it could be a reason why they were flooding or they were building this tower is because they were afraid of a flood, even though God had told them that they, he would not send a flood again. Also, we see very specifically in chapter 11 that they are building the tower with brick and asphalt, which is waterproof. So this could mean that they are not trusting God's command that he will never flood the earth again. And when I was researching this, this doesn't have anything to do with what we're saying, but it was just really interesting. When I was researching this, I found a website that talked about the history of asphalt. And it was saying that the record to the first use of asphalt was probably by the inhabitants of the Euphrates River Valley in southeastern Mesopotamia, which is actually now Iraq. Um, and they believe that the Tower of Babel is, was in modern-day Iraq. So that's just interesting that this it says that the river is where the asphalt comes from, and it's in Iraq. Um, and that's where they believe this Genesis 11, the story of the Tower of Babel, took place. So it's just cool. Everything is catching up to the Bible. Um, okay, the second problem is that they disobeyed God. So after the flood, God commands Noah and his sons to multiply and to spread out over the earth. Genesis 9-7 says, But you be fruitful and multiply, spread out over the earth and multiply on it. But in the story of the Tower of Babel, we see that they all migrated east. They all settled there and they were powerful since they were united together under the same language. So God is telling them to spread out the earth, be out over the earth and to be fruitful and multiply. 
but they are moving to the same area. And we know that there's a lot of people because they were building this big tower. Um, so they were all united together in the same area with the same language. And they were doing building this tower because they didn't want to be scattered throughout the earth, which is exactly what God commanded them to do. So they knew that this was a command. They said, we're doing this because we don't want to be scattered. That was a thought in their head. So they knew that that was God's command was to scatter, was to multiply and spread out throughout the earth. Um, Genesis 11, 4 says, and they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let's make a name for ourselves. Otherwise we'll be scattered throughout the earth. So they're building this tower because they wanted, they were going against what God was telling them to do. God was telling them to scatter and they were saying, no, we're going to do this so that we aren't scattered throughout the earth. The last problem that they wanted to glorify themselves in verse four, it says, let's make a name for ourselves. So they wanted to glorify their own name, which is really funny because it ended up the city was named Babylon, which means confusion. So they wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted their name to be known. They wanted to be a large, powerful group of people. Um, They wanted to build up their name but they were scattered. There was no longer any name. There was now confusion in Babylon. It was called Babylon, which means confusion. I just thought that was very ironic. The Lord is pretty funny. Um, So we see that there is power um, in their name, and they were trying to build this tower to lean into their own power. They believe that if they were all united under one name, there would be power there to reach the heavens and to not be scattered throughout the earth. So we see there's power when we are united under one name, That when we are united um, under a powerful name. But what happened after, what happened because of the um, Tower of Babel is that God ended up scattering them throughout the earth giving them a different language. Verse six says, if they have begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So all these people had one name, one language, and that made them powerful. So God ended up scattering them throughout the earth and confusing their language. They couldn't understand each other. They all had different languages and different vocabulary. So in summary, this is what we know, that their goal was to stay united under their own name as they were united under one language, that they wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted to glorify their own name. It was centered around themselves. They were doing it because they believed that if they were united, then their name could be powerful. So we see that there is power when people are united under one name. So this is the story of the Tower of Babel. We're going to compare this to Proverbs 18, verse 10. It says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are protected. And I love this because it's so specific and there's so many similarities between the Tower of Babel and Proverbs 18, 10 because it talks about the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And we see that they are wanting to make a name for themselves, the Tower of Babel. So they're building a strong, tall tower, a strong, sturdy tower. But in Proverbs 18, 10, it says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's not our name. It's his name. That's a strong tower. 
the righteous run to it and they're protected. So we find protection in the name of the Lord because that's where the power is. So this first mentions that it is his name that holds the power. That's what protects us. It's not our own name that we need to glorify in order to be protected. There's nothing that we can do ourselves to protect ourselves. We can't build up our name. We can't know as many people as we can so that we're protected. No matter what we do, the Lord is the one who's going to give us protection. We don't have to build our own tower of Babel to make a name for ourselves and to find protection. Instead, it says in Proverbs 18.10 that we run to the name of the Lord, which is a strong tower, and that's where we find protection. So I'm going to go through some comparisons between between the two. I'm looking at a chart right now that I made. So I'm going to hope that I can portray this to you. But the chart has two categories. It's the Tower of Babel and the Lord is a strong tower. And we have different categories for each. So the first category is the focus. What are they focused on? So the Tower of Babel, we know that they're centered around themselves. They're focused on their own name. They're focused on being united under their own name. They're focused on accomplishing this tower so they can be protected. So they're doing it all themselves. But when we look at the name of the Lord as a strong tower, we know that it's centered around God, that we're giving God the glory, that he's the one who is in charge. He's the one that's in control. He's the one that's all powerful. And it's in his name that we're protected. And it's in his name that it's a strong tower. So the next category is the nature. So for the Tower of Babel, they had to build it themselves. It says specifically how they're building it uh, with brick and asphalt, with stone and mortar. So they are building this themselves. But Proverbs 18.10, it says that all we have to do is we have to run to it and we're protected. It's already built. It's already done. There's nothing that we have to do except for run to it. And then the next category, the third one, is the glory. So the Tower of Babel, it glorifies their own name. It says that they were making a name for themselves. And that's what made them powerful. But Proverbs 18.10, this glorifies God's name because we lean into God's power Um, that his name is powerful and it's a strong tower that protects us. The next one is power. So the Tower of Babel, the purpose was to make themselves powerful. Purpose was to be united under one language, under one name, so they aren't scattered throughout the earth. But Proverbs 18.10, with the Lord is a strong tower, it is power and his name. It's the name of the Lord that has power. That's what is a strong tower that we're able to run to it and we're protected. So the next one is the consequence. This is the last category. So for the Tower of Babel, it says that they are scattered throughout the earth. That's the consequence. And it's so funny because it says specifically that that is why they were building the towers because they didn't want to be scattered throughout the earth. But they start doing this and they start disobeying God and going against God. And that's their consequence. They're scattered throughout the earth. But Proverbs 18.10, the consequence of leaning into the Lord's protection and to the Lord's tower, we are actually united in God's name. We are one under his name. 
And we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to be united in his name. So there is a prophecy in Zephaniah 3.9 that says, For I will then restore pure speech to the peoples so that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him with a single purpose. So it doesn't say specifically one language. It doesn't say that we're all going to have one language, but it says that we're going to be restored to pure speech. And if we're being restored to what life was like in the Garden of Eden, then they all had one language. They all had this pure language um, that had a single purpose, and that was to serve the Lord. It talks about this pure language that unifies everyone. This unity is not used to disobey and go against God like it was in the Tower of Babel. They were uniting in one name to go against God, to specifically disobey what God had told them to do, or even maybe the promises that God gave them. They use this unity to go against God, to reach heaven. Um, And now we see in Zephaniah 3, 9 in this prophecy that this unity will have a single purpose, and that's to serve him. Their language will be restored back to its original intent, and that was to serve the Lord and not to disobey him. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, and there will be no divisions among you, and that you will be united with the same understanding and the same conviction. So we see that there is importance when we are united in one name. We're united with the same understanding and the same conviction, but the consequence of the Tower of Babel was that we were no longer united under the same um, understanding, under the same language. But there is an importance of language and unity, but it's important and it's good when it's used with the correct purpose. When it's not used to go against God and disobey God, but when it's used to serve Him. Um, and this is something that we get to look forward to in heaven. So to close, I want to talk about specifically in our lives, which tower we are running to. So I'd like to think of the Tower of Babel as our own accomplishments. Maybe you're doing good in school. So when you get an A in a class or a 4.0 GPA, you're adding that to your tower. Or maybe it's pride. That's another brick. You're saying, oh, I'm really good at this. So here's another brick. Like I'm too good at this. This is one of my accomplishments. So you're building up your tower little by little, brick by brick, based on your own accomplishments and your own doings. Maybe it's your social media page that adds a few more bricks because your name has a good reputation that you lean in on, that people are envious of your social media. You're posting things because you know that people are going to be jealous of you or they're going to be want, want to be like you. Maybe you're putting your relationships before God. This can be boyfriend or girlfriend or friendships or even family. Are you putting those things, prioritizing those things before God? Maybe you're putting your hope in jobs or hobbies. You're saying, oh, I will be successful when I reach this position, when I move up to this position, or when I get this raise, when I get paid this much. Whatever it is you're building, you're using to build your own tower It may look tall and sturdy in the moment, 
It may look like your name will be known or that you will be successful or that you will have everything you need. It may look like you have it all together. It may look like it will protect you from others, but it's only temporary. It will fall. It will be left on this earth because it is fleeting. It's not eternal. And soon it will be forgotten. That's pretty hard to think about is when we die, we're going to be forgotten one day. And so will all of our accomplishments, our own tower that we have built on this earth. It will be forgotten. It will be destroyed. On the other side, are you leaning into God's tower? Are you glorifying his name? Do you know that this earth will soon pass away and the things inside of it? So we need to lean into things that are eternal. Are you leaning into the protection that his tower provides? Are you running to his tower? Proverbs 18.10 says that we run to it and we're protected. Are you aware that he is all-powerful and all-knowing? That he is the one who wants to provide us this protection. He is the one who is able to provide this protection. And it's in his name. There is power in his name. We're called to lay our lives down. We're called to pick up our cross. We can not lean into our own power and our own name. We are called to run to his tower instead and the power that's in his name. And when we do that, we're united in one name, and that is his name. We will no longer be scattered and divided by all these different names, these different languages and families, but we are a part of one name and one family, and it's a part of his family. And trust me, that is so much better than anything on earth that we can have. So I want to encourage you, lean into his tower, lean into the name of the Lord, call on to the name of the Lord. Remember that there is power in his name. And that he offers us protection in his name. And our towers that we're building on earth, it will be destroyed one day. It is not eternal. Those are our own accomplishments that are not going to move on to the other side, to heaven. They're not going to be in heaven one day when we die. It will soon be forgotten. But instead, we can lean in on the hope that the Lord is a strong tower and that he is the one who protects us. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. To stay updated, follow at If Nothing Else Podcast on Instagram. Feel free to DM me with any questions or if you want to connect. Don't forget to spend time in God's presence today and I am praying for all of you. Bye guys.